There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We just give and we give and we give and we give and when we're done giving... We give some more. Exactly. And uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are in that giving mood. In fact, actually, we're in that re-gifting mood. Oh, my goodness. Are these for me? Oh, my God. You really shouldn't have. You really, really shouldn't. Tis the season. This is just what I've always wanted. For Colleen and Bradley's re-gifting. Did you get a gift receipt? So, uh, throughout the week, we are finding old... Dusty bits of the Colleen and Bradley show uh, to unearth and reshare, sometimes with ourselves. Yeah, a lot of these, we don't even remember what they are, know what they are. That's part of the fun, though, It is kind of part of the fun. So as we listen back, you join us on our journey of remembering what the heck we're listening to. Holly, our little elf... Who's brought all of these Our dusty old, old bit bits. elf. Oh, geez. <laughs> you said bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would never call her old. <laughs> uh, Holly, what have you brought for us? Our first dusty old bit. <laughs> Thank you. Polished off just for you. Is a celebrity interview we did a couple of years ago. Oh, fun. Maybe. We do a lot of those. Three or four years ago. Okay. Okay. Was it a big celebrity like Madonna? Yeah. Actually, we did interview Madonna's brother. We We can't replay that, though, because he swore. Well, (laughs) this one may also contain some profanity. Oh, fun. It's bleeped, though, so we can play it over the air. Okay. So this happened without the bleep, is what you're saying. Yes. It happened over the air without the bleep. Oof. However, the bleep has now been inserted. Got it. You know, listen carefully, though, just in case, you know, some words were missed. This was a celebrity that was making headlines maybe about three or four years ago because of a dispute she got into with a well-known celebrity over a pet chicken. Oh, Uh oh, yay. Okay. This is our friend, Christina Caro. Listen. Well, finishing up my album and a few new songs coming out soon. You know, I do shows. I perform everywhere. And, you know... Christina Carroll with a K, like Kim Kardashian only with talent. Yes, this is true. <laughs> yes, or like we would know in this part of the world, the syrup. Do you know they got yeah. a syrup named after you? <laughs> yeah, we can't say words we like can't that say the S on word, the radio. Thank <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for joining Bye. us today. We'd love to have you back, and good luck on you your career. You just hung up on her, didn't you? Thank you, Robert. Uh, it's oh, no. definitely been a pleasure for you. 
but also uh, tweet me a picture of this syrup. I want to. Oh buy yes, it. oh yes, no. we will do we'll that. Tweet you we that will immediately. do that. So what you did also, in here? Also, we have to say goodbye to you because you just said the S word. Oh bleep! She oh goes, bleep! She, for like, you have a syrup named after you. Oh bleep! Now, I would. We do that actually a lot to each other, yeah. just off the air. Oh bleep! Oh bleep! But we actually <laughs> say the word. We can't do it here, uh, and it, that's sort of our send up to Christina Carroll. Which, by the way, what the heck is she doing? I don't know. Also, we never got to the bottom of what her deal was. So Christina Caro, Caro, Caro syrup. Christina Caro. She was the one who. Uh, Ashton Kutcher's wife, Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis of stealing her chicken when, when she they were was young, young in the Ukraine. In Ukraine, yeah. And um, she made a career for herself for about five minutes, and she actually would like go on tour mm-hmm. and perform. She had music. I don't remember. Oh, she did. Remember an, she did something in an, an album elevator called or a song called Elevator, where she rode in an elevator. In Las Vegas for 24 oh, hours. That's right. And she did this. Oh, remember Give Me Green Card? Oh, yes. Give Me Green Card. Give Me, Give Me, Give Me, Give Me, Give Me, Give Me Card. Yeah, exactly. That song hits like that. <laughs> um, but we but we were always like, this is the thing that she did very expertly, is that she clearly was not authentic, right? This was a character. What? But we could never figure out who it actually was. Who is this? Who is this Christina Carroll? She has not posted anything on Twitter since February 11th last year. She's gone. This year, uh, Instagram, March 12th. Oh, wow. What, so, what's she up to? Well, I mean, March 12th was a year ago almost. Oh. So nothing really. Give me green card. I guess her five minutes were up. Yeah, and you know, know us missed... on the Colleen and Bradley show, we will hop on when somebody's having their five minutes. We've really fallen off the Z-list train. We need to get back on it. Choo-choo. What else we got in that bag of dirty old tricks? Dusty. Oh, d- sorry, Dusty. <laughs> yes, I have another dusty old bit. Awesome. For you, Colleen and Bradley. And this is another caller to the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, my. Uh, we were gifted with the presence of one Courtney, the flight attendant. Oh, this is so great, you guys. Oh, my gosh. She called in and wanted to share her hot tip experiences about being a flight attendant. So let's listen to Courtney's experiences uh, at 35,000 feet, shall we? As a flight attendant. Remember, a working flight attendant. Working flight attendant, Courtney. Mm -hmm. Just listen. Sharing some wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Let's actually go to the phones. 651-641-1071. Flight attendant, free for all. Let's go to Courtney. Hello, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I'm here, don't worry. Okay, there you are. Uh, Can you tell us about what drives you nuts as a flight attendant? So, I'm on air right now? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, So, I had this, like, one family that, like, came on a flight together, but they didn't have enough seats. It was like a family of five, and they only ordered like three um, tickets. Uh huh. So, yeah, like they begged us for like another two tickets. They did, yeah. and did you give What'd them you to do? Um, we said, "Oh, you're gonna have to pay an extra two hundred for each ticket." Mm. So what they did, mm. they one of them sat on another person's lap. Oh, I it, didn't know you could do that. It, it was like so bizarre, and one of the kids didn't have earbuds. Oh, as you were talking about earlier. Yes, yes. No, that's so frustrating. 
So, yeah, th- those people are really annoying. And to have another story. You like, know what, Courtney? We're going to move on. Thank you so much, Courtney. We so many thank people you. on the line. What we, airline does she work for? 651641. Um, that was, we had, that's when we learned that sometimes um, during the summer uh-huh. or maybe during like a holiday break, mm-hmm. we had to be very specific. About when we yeah. wanted no, she was adults very to call I hope it. that Courtney has gone on to do some acting. And oh, it was so great. She was quite wonderful. Oh, that was a good one, Holly. That one makes me laugh. <laughs> Finally, before we go. <laughs> yes. Another dusty old bitch. Yes. Later on. From the Colleen and Bradley show. Another great moment in Bradley belching oh, history. God. Yes. All right. Listen carefully well. to the end of this segment from a couple of years ago. Okay. Do you think Oprah really will run for president? Seriously. Sex robots and Oprah after this. I'm the Colleen. <laughs> oh, is my mic? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> One more time. Do you think Oprah really will run for president? Seriously. Sex robots and Oprah after this. I'm the Colleen. <laughs> oh, is my mic? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We'll be back. With we'll my mic on? Yeah. <laughs> With sex robots uh, and Oprah. No, that's I not wish. what we're talking about. We're going to talk about Michael Jackson after this. Oh. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, I really do wish that we could just listen to old clips of Bradley belching for the next five minutes, but there's Lucky. an actual story that needs our attention on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have to talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah, we have to talk about Michael Jackson because I have not really given this story attention, and we certainly haven't talked about it on the show. But I was reading through this uh, piece in The Sun yesterday about how Michael Jackson's worth skyrocketed, essentially, to like a billion dollars in just one year, so over the last year. And it's all because I hadn't even... I'm sure we've talked about the fact that they sold like the Beatles catalog, because Michael Jackson owned a fair amount of Beatles We were literally just talking about this in my family the other day, about the fact that his estate owned the Beatles catalog. Yeah, and he made a huge profit, um, because I think he... And Holly probably knows like the deep dive on this story, and maybe you do too, Colleen, that in 1985, he was able, Michael Jackson, to essentially snatch from under Paul McCartney's grasp uh, the Beatles catalog for about $47.5 million, and then was able to turn around and sell it within the last year for over $750 million. I mean, that is a nice return on investment. Right. Yeah. But we didn't talk about like why they were doing this. And this article sort of like filled in those details. Have you paid attention to this story at all? No. Mm-mm. Holly, had you? Not really, no. Yeah. So, okay. Because the reason I just I assumed asked, that they were like, get rid of all the stuff because he has got a huge stain on his name. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, it wasn't the stain on his name that led to the sale. It was the fact that he owes. Um, a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, in fact, were owed to Sony uh, Music, partly because uh, they were avoiding a, a lawsuit or something. But this, uh, the, lo- the loans, excuse me, go back like over two decades. And so they wanted to pay off these loans because I guess the loans were having an effect on the estate's ability to secure, you know, sufficient assets for the kids long term. Hmm. 
And at least that's the excuse they're giving, is that they sold these assets to pay off those debts and to secure the the future funds for the kids. But then I was starting to go into uh, or read about the specifics of, like, what they're spending. And it's insane. So, like, this article purports to say that they sold it in an effort to save the kids from poverty. So that seems kind of like a stretch, right? Well, yeah, for a number of reasons, which, I mean, listen, before you even say anything, if I'm just doing math on the world, they all have educations, right? And probably pretty good educations. Yeah, so... um, So they should be able to find, you know, I don't know, jobs and support themselves like the rest of the world. So it just is, it's hard to imagine that they would be facing poverty, Yeah, exactly. And in fact, this breakdown that was outlined in court documents, and maybe it's because the court documents are available that we're now talking about the specifics Mm -hmm. of this particular case. Again, the uh, Jackson estate selling um, the the Beatles catalog. I I feel like, Holly, you would have some opinion on whether that's a good idea or a bad idea and who bought it, because just I know Holly likes the Beatles. So Yeah, I don't know who bought this catalog, because like I said earlier, I wasn't aware that Michael Jackson's estate sold off their stake in the Beatles catalog. I would imagine it went back to maybe EMI, maybe somebody. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, regardless of that, back to what we were just talking about, the breakdown. So in these documents, you can see that Prince, for example, Prince Jackson, his um, like educational costs... Uh, and blankets, private school costs are roughly a hundred thousand dollars in a given year. At least they were in the most recent year. Okay. So I just choked a little bit. I kind of feel like you're not anywhere near poverty if you're right. able to spend over a hundred thousand dollars on school. I mean, it's a lot of money, but you're right, not near poverty. Um, I guess Prince paid about fifty six hundred dollars for rent monthly while he was going to college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. He also gets an unlimited uh, gas budget for his, quote, cars and beloved motorbikes. Mm-hmm. All the kids last year received a cash handout of about $32,000 for no explanation. Mm-hmm. And they got a luxury holiday with friends and family where $30,000 uh, was spent on just one hotel. Oh, my gosh. Does it feel like they were close to poverty? Not at all. Not at all. It feels like, rather, they were close to not being able to afford the lifestyle to which they are accustomed. Which is a whole different, that's a different conversation. Yeah. You know, being accustomed to a certain lifestyle and then not being able to afford that lifestyle is certainly a conversation to be had. It's nowhere near poverty. I'm wondering if the sale of uh, Michael Jackson's steak... It didn't have so much to do with his kids going into poverty because you just read those numbers and it's, come on, please. It's ridiculous. It was to avoid this lawsuit with Sony Music, who were owed tens of millions of dollars by Jackson in loans dating back over two decades. I'm wondering if the Michael Jackson estate really wanted to avoid this lawsuit, perhaps because details about Michael Jackson could become public now if they had to if go they through had to it, go sure. through with the lawsuit exactly so you know by paying off these tens of millions of dollars in loans or just coming to terms probably settling for whatever amount you know sony was willing to that quashes a lawsuit thereby to your supposition holly preventing the public from seeing any further you know negative mention of yeah. michael jackson and his antics with children and by antics i mean alleged abuse sexual assault of children repeatedly for 
a long period of time with multiple victims. You know what I really, oh, geez. This is the thing. Whenever we talk about Michael Jackson, there's so much complication in the fact that there are people who know the truth of what actually happened Mm -hmm. who are still bound by non-disclosure agreements, by contracts, by, you know, any number of different sort of financial prisons such that they can't share what they actually know. And it's, I get frustrated with things that I know I will never know. Especially because what you know, because we talk about this on the regular, whether it's Taylor Swift, whether it's Michael Jackson, this is a, this is more than any individual. Right. 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 It's a system. And unfortunately, Harvey Weinstein, now I'm going into all these other territories because what, what we know is that. It almost doesn't matter what the individual does because there's a system around that individual to protect its financial interests such that there are going to be victims and we worry that those victims will never have the voice heard. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this on My Talk 107.1. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. You know why? Well, because the world is full of them. Crazy, stupid idiots. You know what that is? Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this team. Florida. We're going to Wisconsin. Oh, yay. <clears throat> oh, this is Where? interesting. Well, we're going to Sparta, Wisconsin. Okie doke. Which is, incidentally, I think within our listening area. So, hey, hello, Sparta. people of Sparta. Hello, Sparta. Especially a big hello to Cabian Coleman. Uh-oh. What did Cabian Coleman do? That's a name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 32-year-old Cabian Coleman. This happened eight days ago. He broke into somebody's house in in uh, Sparta, Wisconsin. Oh no, that's scary! And uh, he hid in a closet. Okay. Because uh, the people who live in the house realized that there was somebody in the house because the dog was barking at him. Oh, that's really awkward. So how scary is that? There's somebody in your closet. The dog won't stop barking. Um, they tried to open up the closet to see what was make a noise in there that the dog was barking at. Okay. And uh, they tried to open it, and he held it shut. So they couldn't open it up. And that was only buying him the time to think about how he was going to manage himself when they finally did pull the door open, right? Because (laughs) a human can only hold it shut for so long. (laughs) So he decided that his best bet was when they opened the door to pretend he was Santa Claus. What? So he said, ho, ho, ho. Don't open the door. It'll ruin your Christmas surprise. <laughs> That's a new one. So they called 911 and he ran out of the closet and stole a few things from their garage and then ran away, but broke into a neighbor's garage. Here's the thing. He didn't get far enough. So the cops, of course, were able to track his footprints in the snow, found him at his neighbor's oh house. Um, he is uh, facing charges. Of 
trespassing and a resisting arrest. And he does not look like Santa Claus. No, he does not look like Santa Claus. Um, but I will say he's on Facebook, and I do oh, want fun. you to realize the kind of man we're dealing with here. He posted in September of last year. Not a lot going on since then, obviously. September of last year, true. And he posted an image that says, fact, there's no man in this world who's attracted to one girl only. Oh, okay. Yep, that tells me everything I need to know. So he felt the need to tell everybody that he was a D-bag. Um, and his friend Summer said, fact, same goes for women. Monogamy is actually a concept manufactured by human leaders throughout history. So there's some thoughtful peeps over there in Sparta. I'm wondering if we if this person seems to have three different Facebook pages. Oh, that sounds believable. That's interesting. Okay. Oh, you're right. I see that. Uh-huh. Look at that. Uh-huh. KBNB Coleman, KBN Coleman, and KBN KB Coleman. Uh-huh. All right. So he's a triple winner. Yep. On the Facebook. Busy. What you got? Uh, I would like to go to Pennsylvania. It's really Florida's number two, if you think about it, because we the state that is mentioned, other than Florida, the state that is most mentioned on this segment is indeed Pennsylvania. This would is you true. Not agree? I would agree with you. Um, it's Florida's number two. It's Florida's number two, which is Actually, saying something. I heard something. that they are thinking of changing that the state motto to Florida's number two. We're number two. Okay. I want to tell you about a guy in Pennsylvania. His name is Christopher Minier. He mm-hmm. is 37 years old. And he was arrested recently. Do you know why? No. Do tell. Well, he did something interesting. Do you know that Snapchat thing? I do know of Snapchat. You've also heard of like Instagram and Facebook Messenger, right? I have. It's a communication tool. Yeah. Well, he used it as a tool to communicate with. Oh, don't say minors. Not and not the not the kind that wear hats and dig for ore. Young boys, in fact. Oh, and do you know what he did? Do I want to know what he did? I mean, it's a different one. I ain't heard in uh, ever. So he apparently sent messages to these boys uh, asking for pictures of their feet. Okay. But wait, there's more. So that's creepy and gross, yes. right? Like, let me see your feet. Okay. And apparently it's also a crime, by the way, to, to send pictures of your feet for the purposes of sexual gratification. Did not know Who that knew? was a thing, but it is. Well, I mean, where minors are concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people can do that. Right. If that's what they get into. I mean, minors are people, too, but I see what you mean. Adult people. Um, the juveniles, both of whom sent him photos of their bare feet, knew him through his work as an EMT for the local youth football program. Oh, no. But wait, there's more. Ugh. Apparently, he also would meet them in public to buy their socks. Oh, this is a thing I'll never understand. He wanted their socks. This, I will never understand this. Um, the, the foot thing. I won't yeah, ever understand. Oh, trust. I mean, you know, uh, you, <laughs> yes. Right? I, I don't and understand I don't understand the socks. I kind of I feel like as an adult, either. like, uh, the more power to you. I don't, it's it's not for me. It doesn't Mm-mm. turn my crank, but... Um, this is like next level gross. This is next level gross. And really, even if that were your thing, I feel like... You should talk to somebody, but also there are ways to not involve actual children mm-hmm. in your issue, right? Yeah. I don't know. 
Anyway, I did want to tell you that lucky for us and lucky for the good people of, um, I was trying to figure out where they are in Pennsylvania. I don't know. He was arrested because apparently the kids were like telling people, they're like, hey, we make like 500 bucks for giving this creepy dude our socks. And he was like, you kids need to stop talking about me giving you hundreds of dollars for your socks because I'm going to get in trouble. And then he got in trouble. Well, yeah. I mean, like you didn't think that was going to happen? Yeah, hi. Because like kids awash with hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Totally I mean, normal. nobody thinks anything of that. Yeah. Can you imagine if your kid came home not wearing socks with $500 in his hand? Oh my gosh. Okay, I have a weird question. Uh, I don't know. I, I Let's love walk that you away think from asking that. me the question is going to give you well, an answer. I just want to throw it out there. Maybe somebody in our audience knows the answer to this. And I want to like walk away from that story because kids... But I want to talk about feet, the foot thing in general. Mm. Is there a complicated screening po- process that they put podiatrists through? <laughs> oh, like I'm serious. Like I want to know if the gynecologists go through the same process. I'm just saying when you deal with a certain part of the body, I want to know that the person dealing with that part of the that- body isn't a creeper. See what I'm saying? I don't think they have a fetish exam. When there's got to be like some sort of psychology. If you like looking at feet, I mean, I guess I'm fine with that as long as you're not like letting me know that you're liking my feet. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but I, I would think hope part of the liking a foot doctor of the feet? loves foot so much that he wants to be up on it 24 seven. I just don't want it to be sexual. I think the I think the problem is that for the people for whom that's a thing, the foot is a thing. Part of the foot thing isn't just the foot. It's the person that it's showing the the foot and the person that's attached to the foot that you really like the foot. Well, but that's where I think like school would weed those people out because it'd be very clear during like the first day when they're like, all right, let's all get our feet out. <laughs> and then, you know, Chester over in the corner is like, oh, God, oh, God. And they're like, OK, well, Chester's going to have to talk to the dean because this is not. This is not going to work. I love, first of all, I love the world that we live in where people go to foot doctor school and the first day of school is just... Whip out your feet. I mean, feet. <laughs> but I mean, like, you got to know, like, you know, they have a day, I'm sure, like when you're going to doctor school where they're like, okay, what do you want to focus on? And they're like, feet, well, okay, you're going to have to get used to feet, so whip them out. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Touch them, okay, love them. again, I want to go back to another <laughs> Where, like, if you're in gynecology school, oh. <laughs> so think that or you like have a that same classroom experience. Exactly. True. true right. <laughs> well, guys, you're gonna have to get used to it. Yeah. Everybody, drop trowel. Oh, oh, so many questions and just really not enough answers. You do though find yourself. I mean, I have found myself uh, with the doctor's hands on the part of my body, thinking to myself. I just want to turn to him and say, "What do you, think, do you ever think that What's it would going on? that it would come to this?" <laughs> okay, don't do that. Don't do that because you sound like a creeper. You sound like the creeper then when they're like turning cough and you're like, "Did you ever think it would come to this?" That Stop makes saying- you sound. Exactly. It makes you sound real weird. Well, but what, what else you do you do? Like- I don't know. 
It is such an awkward experience. Normal? Am I good? It's so awkward. All right. Well, that was fun. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, (laughs) we're going to play a game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.